Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, one aspect of PropTech that I have been very intrigued with is blockchain technology. And today I'm joined on the show by Jacob Zazka, Managing Director and Co-Founder of BrickBlock, which is a real estate company using the blockchain. Listen as we discover where blockchain technology and real estate is right now and where it could all be heading to as well. Key words and phrases such as transparency, speed of transaction, reduced transaction fees, democratization and replacing the middleman all feature in a very interesting conversation. And as you'll probably hear in my voice, I have a heavy cold today, and so I'll simply introduce the discussion I had with Jacob around blockchain technology right now then. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Once again, I'm delighted to uh, welcome a, a very special guest on the podcast this week, and uh, I'm really excited to be talking about uh, new technology in the blockchain area. And I'm, I'm very pleased to be joined by Jacob Jaska, from, uh, who is actually co-founder of BrickBlock. J- Jacob, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Hi, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining me. And um, it's, it's one of those episodes I've really been looking forward to, actually, since I, I've had the idea of, of sharing the, the, uh, the PropTech series. And not least of which, it's one of the most exciting and potential game changes that we could have. So hopefully we'll validate that opinion as we as we have a conversation. But um, I hope so. I hope we'll be a good representative for the blockchain space. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, so, Jacob, what would be really good is if you wouldn't mind just setting the scene a little bit uh, and just tell us a little bit about you and, and perhaps um, how, you know, and I know you've got a co-founder, so maybe you just want to tell us a little bit about your own background or backgrounds and uh, and where you fit in as a bit of context setting is that okay uh yeah sure so um yeah i actually was also a property developer and i started out with uh, doing my own private stuff uh, on a very small scale uh, i started up uh, I'm, I'm from berlin so we, we are located in berlin mm-hmm. in germany and uh, i i did my properties in leipzig and berlin and uh, yeah, grew, grew bigger. So Leipzig was one of the um, fastest growing cities uh, in Germany. And so, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was having a little bit of luck there and uh, wanted to grow even further. And uh, there's where I came back to Berlin and wanted to set up a real estate fund. And um, so I was looking for, uh, for fresh capital to, uh, to, to invest that. I had already a lot of friends approaching me to, um, to who said like, "Hey, Jacob, can can you just take a little bit of my money and invest it in uh, some property?" It seems like uh, you you have the right uh, guess where where to invest right now. Uh, and so um, yeah, and that's that's how uh, I came also to to Martin um, on to to find uh, to find um, yeah a, a good partner who who can assist me with that. 
and he was actually involved with uh, blockchain te technology since 2011 uh, as an early uh, Bitcoin investor. And uh, he said, like, look, Jacob, if you're looking for, for money, um, you can definitely look for, uh, on, on the blockchain because the rise of Bitcoin uh, has uh, generated a lot of um, people who, who wanted to have their money somewhere safe. So they wanted to invest from Bitcoin uh, or Ethereum money, other cryptocurrency into something tangible, into, into real estate. And uh, this is uh, how it all started. And um, yeah, and recently we, uh, we have uh, secured um, uh, some uh, funding um, in total about 12.5 uh, million US dollars. And uh, here we are uh, doing uh, actually uh, the blockchain technology for, for, for the real estate, real estate transactions. Well, well, first of all, congratulations on the fundraise. Um, and I tell you, if your partner was involved in Bitcoin since 2011, then um, hopefully he's uh, got a few of those lying around. <laughs> so that's because uh, <laughs> the price would have changed quite considerably um, over that period. Um, I was watching Bitcoin just from the last year, and that was a significant change. It's quite volatile. We maybe get onto that, um, but um, yeah. Uh, and if people are looking to get, and I think that's part of you know, we'll get to your story, the business, if you like, that you do. But translating something, mm -hmm. um, you know, like uh, the cryptocurrency wealth into a tangible assets, I think is uh, is yeah. a very interesting concept that you've got. But we'll perhaps get to that. But. Um, maybe what would be handy is to kind of fly up, you know, 35,000 feet or something. Um, I was going to say a helicopter view, but a helicopter can't get that high, but you probably know where I'm going. Um, you know, mm -hmm. just as a top level, um, it'd be really interesting if you wouldn't mind just sharing what, what is this technology blockchain? You know, what's it all about in fairly layman's terms? Uh, yeah, so, so there are actually a lot of explanation what, what blockchain actually is. And it, it is definitely for for some people uh, it has it has so many advantages that for some people they um, uh, say uh, it's uh, something which is more into their direction. But I, uh, as uh, as somebody who's looking really purely at the technology and uh, not looking at the, at the Bitcoin itself, for example, but really just the blockchain technology. For me, uh, the blockchain is just a big database. Uh, so um, you, you, we have used databases for quite a time uh, now in um, in the technology sector. So SQL is something which everybody who knows the basics of um, of, uh, of programming uh, knows it. So it's somewhere where it's written down uh, like with some variables who has something or that that one. Uh, variable is uh, two and the other variable is three, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, um, this is actually, the blockchain is actually just a database recording transactions. So the best example is, for example, uh, for a land registry. So uh, land registry, um, especially in Germany, uh, is something where, where it's centralized and um, they have a database where they say uh, property owner one, uh, owns property A. This is nothing else than a, than a database. Mm -hmm. And what, what the blockchain is, is that uh, we um, uh, get this information, put it on, on a public, um, um, public uh, database. And this has um, many, um, many uh, yeah, advantages uh, because it's uh, mostly, like 
Yeah, mostly I say because they'll make many uh, blockchains, uh, but, but when you talk about, for example, the Ethereum blockchain, uh, it's really very transparent uh, and uh, you, you are mitigating the risk of fraud and uh, it's unchangeable uh, when you want to call it like this. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's, that's more or less it. So you can just imagine uh, the blockchain being, being a technology uh, with certain programs uh, running on it. Well, that's one of the simplest explanations I've ever heard, actually. <laughs> but, um, and of course, it, it is ultimately a big database to record transactions. Um, but, you know, I think it, the, some of the aspects of it make it, you know, perhaps pretty powerful. You mentioned that, mm -hmm. you know, land registry, for example, is a centralized um, database. Uh, and we could also mm -hmm. perhaps say it's controlled by, you know, a, an entity. Um, you know, with, with blockchain technology, that's not necessarily the case, is it? Uh, no. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's, uh, there are centralized databases where single entities have access or more entities have access. And with, uh, with blockchain, it's distributed. So everybody who wants to have this database on his computer, he can just download it uh, from the Internet and uh, also be part in validating new transactions. So um, this, this, this makes the blockchain so special. So it's actually uh, very easy uh, to have access uh, to it from all over the world, wherever there is internet. And also, um, uh, yeah, it's when, when you make a transaction where you pay just a little bit uh, of some sense uh, to, to the validators, they can validate your transaction. So when the land registry uh, is now transferring property A to, um, to another investor, then this could be a transaction which could be running on the blockchain also. Yes, and so that's a good example. I was going to talk about some of the applications, you know, how could it be used in, in terms of real estate. And so, you know, recording, you know, real estate uh, ownership and uh, transfers of ownership, such as the conveyancing, buying and selling of, of real estate properties. I guess they are, are they, are they current applications in, that we're seeing? So uh, we have to say that we are on the very, very early days of, mm -hmm. uh, of the blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. uh, so right now we are more or less in alpha or beta version right now. So we have already some, uh, some use cases uh, where, uh, where it's tested also by big companies, um, also apart from, from, from the real estate scene, uh, for example, from, from Bosch, uh, who is, uh, which is trying out a little bit of the blockchain. Also big banks uh, are trying to, uh, to switch to, to uh, other blockchain databases. It doesn't need to be a public blockchain, right? So, as uh, you can also have a private blockchain. So uh, this, is, this is all uh, really in alpha beta. So I, I, I think that the first products with, um, with yeah, blockchain character uh, will come out in, uh, in, the next, in the next year. So right now it's already like some um, blockchain internal things. So, for example, when, when we're talking about Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, for this kind of, um, of transactions, there are already products. Uh, but when, when you want to put it into the real world and make a connection there, this is something, uh, yeah, the, the whole industry is working on right now. And I'm pretty excited what, what the future brings.
Yeah, I, and I think that I agree with you. It's, it's early days, and it's you know maybe the potential that is greater um, at the moment. But um, if we if we look at maybe real estate, and that's that's a very broad heading, you know, where there's a lot of stakeholders um, and different subsections of the real estate sector. Um, you know, what where do you think it could be used? Where do you think once the people have got past alpha and beta, that we'll start to see? Some of the basic, uh, sorry, some of the uh, most use applications come through. I know it's hard to say, but what do you think some of the big changes might be, Jacob? Yeah. So um, I think where the blockchain uh, can can change something is everywhere where a middleman is is necessary. Uh, so, uh, for example, let's let's take. Uh, I saw the last time from Deloitte an interesting project, which uh, which was picking up the the lease management. Um, so you could actually um, lease out through the blockchain. So when somebody pays, he gets he gets a token or something which represents the right uh, to access, for example, a parking spot. Uh, and then uh, when the rent is paid every month, uh, this is something where where he gets the token to be able uh, to use uh, this uh, this parking spot. And there, there are different uh, approaches where you can also say facility management. Uh, if somebody, for example, goes and um, uh, into the building, and uh, when when weather is, for example, um, when the weather when yeah when the, when we have, for example, snow on the streets, uh, right? So uh, mm -hmm. then uh, the it's an automatic um, an automatic uh, transmission to to the facility manager who says like, okay, look, there's snow uh, on the street. Uh, can you please go and uh, and and clean it away so people and pedestrians uh, don't uh, don't slip? Uh, so when when he does this, uh, then there is an automatic reporting uh, where uh, where a payment can be automatically um, yeah dispatched or like uh, automatically um, yeah sent through. So these are some uh, some ideas where uh, where people are working on right now. Um, but I think. Uh, where where it's really the simplest the simplest application for blockchain is right now just just, just transactions. So where a party A has something and a, a party B has something else, for example, money and a property title uh, to exchange this. This has has a lot of uh, trouble because when I send the money first, uh, then uh, yeah, my counterpart can disappear with it. And uh, when I transact the property uh, first, my counterpart can also uh, disappear with it. So everywhere where a counterparty risk is involved, uh, we can uh, use blockchain technology and its smart contracts, which are program, pro programs running on the blockchain, uh, to, to make this easier and, uh, and safer to use for everybody. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, the smart contracts idea, I think, is, uh, is really important. I mean, so if you took um, you know, transfer of title, somebody buys a property, is an exchange um, in in sort of conventional conveyancing. I don't know if you use that terminology in 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 Berlin so much, but you know the buying and selling of property and the transfer of title, the exchange of money. That's a conveyancing process. Mm -hmm. It's quite a lot of checks um, and, and 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 rules that kind of need to be you know cleared before that can actually happen. And basically, it it takes time. So um, 
My, my understanding is that a lot of this information can be held in the database and, and can just be programmed so that, um, you know, things are, are changed or conditions are met that, you know, the change, the exchange can happen automatically. Is that, is that fairly accurate? Yeah, definitely. So for example, uh, from, from my real estate experience, uh, when, when I wanted to buy uh, real estate, I had to prove that I actually own the money. Uh, and my counterpart had to prove that he actually owns, owns the title. Uh, and, uh, you know, you could have the money or you could have it uh, in, in one account or use it for something else. Or you could sell the property uh, to somebody else in the meantime. And uh, the blockchain has uh, the newest version of this database and is always up to date. Uh, so this is something uh, which definitely uh, applies to that. So it's it's definitely much safer to uh, and easier and also cheaper uh, to use the blockchain uh, if possible that that's where i was going to ask you so you know it could be safer because of the you know the preconditions that are met and uh, the recording of information that's already there and the tests um it can be faster because you don't need to waste all this time uh, you also mentioned cheaper uh, as well and and so how, how is it cheaper necessarily uh, so um, in in Germany we use a notary uh, to uh, to as a middleman to transact uh, property titles uh, and uh, other um, yeah other rights. Uh, so so this is something where we can um, implement blockchain technology to make the transaction uh, simultaneously through a middleman, which is a, which is a computer program. Mm. Uh, so this is something. Uh, where we can just save, um, yeah, save costs, and and the computer program doesn't really uh, look at the value of uh, of the assets you want to exchange. For for them, it's just an exchange. You have to deliver the property title on the one side. You have to deliver the money on the other side, and then they it makes the trans uh, transaction. So within fifteen seconds, so how long the blockchain needs to approve this. So, so this is something uh, which would cost us 30 cents and not with, with a notary or somebody, um, yeah, solicitors uh, who, uh, who take a lot of money uh, for that. Yeah, I think the last notary that I use costs about 150 pounds. So uh, I know we're talking different <laughs> currencies, but it's a bit different to 30 cents. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but... yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, in, in Germany, I don't know how, how exactly it is in, in the UK, uh, but you pay um, according to, uh, to, the, uh, to the value of, of the property. So uh, the, the bigger the, uh, the real estate, the bigger uh, the notary value. So uh, some notaries uh, take 1.5% of the purchase price. Oh, uh, so okay, is, right. This, yeah. So uh, pro probably it's in the UK. It's a little bit different, but um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, money which you can save. Although I have to always also say uh, we uh, we still have a far uh, way to go uh, to 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 have uh, have this kind of a notary replacement. Yeah, and I guess all the notaries listening will be, you know, twitching at the very thoughts. But you know, but um, but uh, th I think it could also make their life easier and, and allow them to change their business model. So uh, perhaps increase their capacity, uh, simplify what they have to do, so it reduces their time. You know, so it, it could assist them rather than necessarily replace them. So a hundred percent anyway. I, I think so too. I mean, like, 
we we are in a in a digitalized economy right now or we are digitalizing everything and real estate is the last big sector which uh, which wasn't really uh, affected so much of automatization. And um, I think this, this will move um, slowly, uh, but surely in, in this direction as well. And uh, I'm, I'm very sure that uh, we are also working with, with some notaries together, uh, that, uh, that still notaries will be necessary in the future for certain uh, transactions. But maybe for, for, for a standard transaction, uh, it is not anymore. Yeah. In the UK, we don't actually have a, a high demand for notaries, uh, but I do know in other markets that that is the case. So I, I buy I buy property in the US market, for example, and everything needs to be notarized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought property in, 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 in some parts of mainland Europe and you know, notaries are more prevalent. It, it hasn't been so much, but that doesn't mean that some of these benefits can't still be enjoyed. And uh, the, as you say, the digitization of the transaction um, can simplify the conveyancing process, um, which obviously reduces burden and, and you know friction with uh, solicitors and lawyers. Um, I, I was thinking of also you know when you talk about money, when you're talking about mortgages and, and loans, um, you know maybe that's another area where it can be simplified and streamlined. Um, you know investments generally speaking, um, and I know this is an area that your own company is is kind of involved in. You're probably seeing some significant, yeah. you know, speed and, and cost savings. I, I imagine from what how you're implementing uh, the technology yourself. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it's it's a lot of cost saving when when it comes to transactions. So, for example, we uh, do um, we do profit participation notes. Uh, so you can have a profit participation note, and then uh, when you don't want it anymore, uh, you can uh, just sell it to somebody else uh, on, a, on a secondary market and this is international and there's no real middleman into into that and you can do it peer-to-peer this is also a big advantage of um, uh, of, of, of the blockchain so you you don't need uh, actually you can you can just transact uh, without even a smart contract or a program in the middle you can just transact uh, your ownership to somebody else uh, like you want to Yes, and does this also allow perhaps a, a lower investment threshold and, and partial investments to take place um, of, of an asset? Is that possible? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have um, we have so-called tokens. So uh, tokens represent, for example, one token represents uh, a one thousand euros um, worth of uh, a share in a property. Uh, so this one token can nearly uh, unlimitedly be uh, divisible. So I can sell one uh, tenth, one hundredth, or one, one, one of uh, one thousand uh, to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So this is something where, uh, yeah, like a lot of people who cannot afford to, mm-hmm. to invest in real estate uh, can now uh, do also with just 10 or 100 um, uh, yeah, pounds or euros uh, which they want to save at the end uh, of the month. Yeah, and this is something I found really interesting about, you know, I, I mean, I, was, I, I first got into blockchain or looking at blockchain through cryptocurrencies. And, um, you know, there was this, you know, the, it kind of opens up 
um, you know, for an affordability level. You know, property is expensive, right? I'm sure the properties that yes. you, were, you were investing in had, you know, several tokens worth of value, let's say, not just one or two. But now uh, with this type of technology, you you know, people with smaller amounts can perhaps get involved in, in larger types of investment, which they were otherwise excluded from. Yeah. So minimum investment size uh, is something which uh, which is yeah very common in in, in the real estate uh, space. So sometimes it's like okay, you can only invest with ten thousand US dollars or euros or pounds. You can only invest with one hundred, a thousand. It's all because uh, of course one one once is regulation, but a big part uh, of it is also that um, the the costs. Of managing uh, all of the small transactions, all of the small um, shareholders is immense. So, for example, when when you imagine that the real estate uh, gives us uh, give, uh, gives gives uh, uh, one thousand uh, pounds um, uh, rent at the end of the month, and you have to uh, divide this one thousand pounds to one hundred thousand users, it's nearly impossible. Uh, the the costs of doing the transactions through bank um, accounts and uh, through uh, you know uh, following up who has which parts of this uh, real estate is something which is impossible and that's why um, minimum investment sizes were introduced at the first part and with uh, with blockchain this is something uh, which is done by by the blockchain itself and smart contracts so imagine uh, you have this real estate which uh, gives out this $1000 pounds every month and you want to distribute it uh, equally or not equally but to to the amount of how much tokens somebody has um, to to all of your uh, user base so you just do one transaction, send the 1,000 pounds to the smart contract. The smart contract looks, makes a snapshot, who owns how many tokens from the total, and sends then uh, percentage-wise uh, the, uh, the money to the people. And this is something which, uh, yeah, which is a big improvement uh, to, to where we are now. Yes, and, and, and there's no geographical borders either, is there? With this type of technology yeah we we have uh, achieved um, with blockchain technology a standardization so there is a standard which is called ERC20 it just defines uh, what the token uh, has to be able to do to transfer it. Uh, I always uh, compare it with uh, yeah a big step for globalization was for example containers ships and containers. So all the containers which which go from through the Atlantic or the Pacific, uh, or even uh, between countries uh, here in Europe, uh, they they are transporting containers with certain measurements and certain standards. Uh, this makes it possible for a lot of um, yeah container ships to develop standards, make it easier, make it cheaper to transfer uh, goods from one country to another. And uh, this is happening with, with the blockchain um, uh, also. So you have uh, this, this standard with this token. This token is uh, an ERC20 token. You can hold it in any uh, wallet in the world and you can just transfer it from uh, the UK to Germany to Hong Kong and um, Mexico, US. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So this is something 
for me, it's the next step in, in, in the glo globalizing the world. Yeah. And, and how quickly would that transfer process take, would you expect? So transferring an ERC-20 token um, is right now about a block size. A block size means how often this, um, this blockchain or this database is being updated. Uh, it's taking uh, now place uh, every 15 uh, seconds. So when I transfer um, yeah, a token to you, no matter what, what this token represents, either an ownership uh, or a, a land property, uh, property title, or something else. Uh, this this would take 15, uh, 15 seconds. I would maybe wait uh, some some more block sizes to make really sure. But after a minute, you definitely have it. And, um, and many people say, yeah, 15 seconds. It's still not uh, not not very fast. So for re for the real estate <laughs> sector, 15 seconds is completely <laughs> enough when you're coming from six months. But <sighs> even for for other applications. Um, this is something where, um, yeah, where we are at the beginning. In, in my opinion, uh, in, in the coming years, we can definitely make the transactions uh, even faster to have different uh, possibilities to implement it somewhere else in the real estate sector and other yeah. sectors too. Yeah, you talk about timings there, and I'm I'm curious about that because you know I'm kind of eager to see it you know rolled out. But and you you also mentioned a lot of people are at the sort of alpha and beta stage of you know, uh, role, developing applications and testing and rolling those out. So that's why we haven't probably seen, you know, a lot of it out there, um, you know, for us to, to grasp or hold off. But what sort of time horizon would you imagine? Uh, is it, I presume it's not weeks, it's more like years or even, you know, even a decade, would you say, before we see the mass broad appeal of some of these applications? So, uh, yeah, I think that there's some important transactions uh, with a high volume uh, will happen definitely within one year. Um, but until the big players, and I'm, I'm talking to a lot of big players from the real estate industry, which have, have billions under management, um, they, they are looking really eagerly on, on this technology, uh, but they, are, they don't wants to risk anything yes they want to see at mm -hmm. least you know um some thousand transactions to to be completed until uh, a really big uh, company which has a lot of to use a lot of trust uh, to lose uh, to to implement that so uh, yeah you, you're right May, maybe maybe five years from now we we see uh, like the biggest companies uh, to to shift uh, to 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 blockchain technology. This this is five five to seven years. This is something which uh, which I would say. But that doesn't mean that we won't see anything from from the blockchain space within the next five to seven years. I think that uh, the smaller an entity is, the the quicker they can adapt to this uh, this new standard uh, and make it work for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, uh, there's going to be probably small entities mushrooming up uh, who are delivering, you know, more of a closed database application and uh, the wide application, as you say, the big, the big players will sit on the, by, on the sidelines and wait and see. I mean, some of the biggest players are the banks and, and, and governments. And of course, with cryptocurrency, 
Um, you know, we've seen people warn against it. We've seen the banks say that, you know, it could jeopardize banks if it's not embraced by them. So do you see some threats as well to to the, I mean, I know we're talking into cryptocurrency rather than blockchain specifically, um, but do you see some threats on the horizon as well? Yeah, definitely. So um, when when institutions which which are, have, for example, like banks who don't really who, who are making profits out of the intransparency and uh, the the big process which you have to do and sticking to their middlemanship can be in in the long run, uh, yeah, be. A little bit disadvantaged so I encourage every um, every big company which which has which uh, yeah, has a lot of um, data on on a database to really to really see and see if, if it's possible to implement the blockchain and in many cases it doesn't it doesn't really or isn't necessary to implement the blockchain or it doesn't add any value uh, but in some cases it's uh, it, it definitely it definitely does, and uh, we, we see with with the banks when when it comes to fintechs uh, who uh, can act um, yeah quicker uh, can can make uh, the processes more um, user friendly and so on. And the banks are now trying to catch up and uh, so on. But it definitely uh, is uh, is an interesting run. So I'm. I'm excited how uh, how far blockchain can take us in there. Yeah, I can imagine you are, and you're at the forefront of it, of course. So, um, what, maybe um, uh, uh, just if we can dip into a little bit about your business and, and and just tell us about what what you're doing. So you're obviously using the technology and actively deploying it. You've just raised some money, but how are you using it, and how is you know your business you know uh, different, if you like, as a result? So, so what we uh, do is we, we start at the very, uh, very basics uh, of, of the blockchain. We are using already uh, infrastructure which was used in the real estate for a very long time. So we use SPVs uh, who then raise money for buying a property. Mm-hmm. And um, there is, um, uh, yeah, for example, a bank loan on it, which is 17%. So you have to come up just with 30%. Of the uh, of the equity part, and um, then you can also uh, give out mezzanine capital, mezzanine capital to yeah to enhance to get get you more um, uh, money. So you just come have to for example when you get mezzanine capital with twenty percent, you just have to come up with ten percent uh, of your own equity. And uh, what what we are doing is um, uh, we are giving out. Uh, or like we are working together with our partners uh, who are um, really in talks with um, many regulators uh, here in Europe uh, who are um, trying to to get a profit participation node out. That means that um, they want to have um, yeah a, a node which is attached to a token which is then transferable. So when when I buy some a token of that, then I can uh, participate in the profits which the real estate uh, does or, or um, yeah generates. And when I don't want to have it anymore, I can use the blockchain and its easy transferability 
and uh, it's low cost to transfer it um, to uh, yeah to sell it to somebody else. So when 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 I'm heavily invested into one project, I can uh, jump out of it uh, really cl quickly and um, have have my liquidity more or less. So right now, what's uh, what what we are doing is we are working with our partners together to uh, to facilitate the the first. Uh, two or three sales of, of real estate projects, which are in the range, range of 2 million to 10 million uh, euros. And um, yeah, to just showcase that this is possible to, to attach like this profit particip participation right uh, to a token. But this is just a test case. So we want to we wanna actually uh, work as a technological service provider to, to the big real estate State companies uh, who to help them to implement it and to uh, yeah raise capital in a new way uh, and introduce a new standard and uh, yeah with all the with all the profits uh, with all the advantages uh, which were, we mentioned uh, before. Yeah, and I just want to stress because I've looked at uh, what you do and my understanding at least of what you do is that the token. Uh, that's issued, which is a profit participation note behind it, is is um, is backed by tangible security, an asset. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So so you have, for example, uh, our first partner has um, uh, a property in Wiesbaden uh, in Germany, next to Frankfurt, and uh, this is this is a two million uh, worth of a property and has rental income. So when I buy a profit participation note and, for example, then own 1% um, of the whole property, uh, then I'm also getting 1% of the rental income, which comes in uh, on a monthly basis. So, uh, yeah, I don't have to spend so much money to get actually passive income. Uh, so this is something which we are trying to showcase. Uh, have have uh, yeah fractional ownership more or less uh, to uh, yeah to a wide range of people who who could not afford uh, to do that uh, before. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut across. I, I, so the, I mean that's a two million euro project, and if if uh, someone bought one token, you know they 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 would have that it would cost them one thousand euros if if the pricing follows that sort of pattern. Uh, and then they get to own, uh, you know, that percentage, 1,000 out of 2 million of that particular asset and obviously the resulting income stream. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. And uh, also if, uh, if, for example, the, the real estate appreciates in value and uh, this, this property is sold at the end of, I don't know, 10 or 20 years, then also the, the gain of, of the property itself uh, is going uh, back to, uh, to the token holder. Uh, so, so you actually are exposed uh, to all um, gains which the property uh, gives. Yes, and of course, then you, as you as you said already, you can trade that token as well. So, in other words, you could buy it and you could sell it uh, on a, on a secondary marketplace. That's that's right. So, uh, at, at first, uh, we uh, yeah, you know, we talked about uh, the beginning that there are like lots of lots of people who uh, who have uh, Bitcoin who have made a lot of money with uh, with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And who wants to uh, go out of this volatility of, of uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin and to in something stable? And uh, this is, for example, a first use case uh, which uh, which is possible um, for um, yeah for for these new investors. 
Uh, but this this is just the first step. So the second step, I hope that uh, that uh, a lot of more users, uh, yeah, appreciate the the advantages of of having this easily tradable international cheap um, token um, to a cheaply transferred token uh, to uh, yeah to to invest in properties in the future. Yeah, you talk about volatility with cryptocurrencies. I, I just in in anticipation of our conversation, I I've only got a small cryptocurrency portfolio. I hasten to add, but I had okay. a quick I had a, I had a quick look at what's happened over the last uh, twelve months, and uh, overall yeah. it's risen by a stellar one thousand five hundred percent or something like that. And yet, yeah. from January, the peaked around about January, December, January time. You probably know what happened. And um, it's it's hard, it's approximately halved in value since then. So it, there's a massive, you know, you know, swing in values, which you know, if you've got any kind of uh, risk aversion, would completely spook you. Um, but uh, I, where I'm going with the, with relaying this is that if you've got a, a, a token, um, an asset back, which is asset backed by a property asset, would you expect to see the the swings in price to be uh, certainly a lot less than I've just outlined? Uh, yeah. So I think that um, the an asset backed token uh, is actually really backed by the real estate and is representing the value of the real estate itself and is not so much affected from the overall uh, volatility of the cryptocurrencies. Uh, but of course, when, when we look at uh, the uh, December value of total market cap value of all cryptocurrencies together and compare it with now, um, there was definitely some, I don't know, 300, 400 billion US dollars uh, <laughs> destroyed. And and my pitch was always like, hey, when I was still on, on, on fundraising, like th this, this is this is something where uh, people exchange the cryptocurrencies back uh, to the US, U.S. dollar, to the euro, to pounds, to all the fiat currencies. And uh, this could also, in the future, when there are like such a big swings, uh, be invested directly into uh, into real estate tokens, since they are backed by something. Uh, something real and give you some some real profits and at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter how how you want to manage it and uh, this is this is a very interesting interesting part uh, of uh, of the whole infrastructure is really putting some real value behind it uh, I agree and I think it, you know it will bring some stability um, you know to those markets where it's backed by a tangible asset otherwise it's complete speculation. Uh, really, and I think we saw some evidence of that in the in, towards the end of last year in cryptocurrencies, and it's eased off a bit. And let's see what happens there. But I think you know to have a, an asset, i.e., property, which has got a value and it's got an income stream, it's a lot more predictable as to what that value is, and therefore what your percentage or your token is worth as a result. So I think I think, I think that's good. But I think it's what they call dem democratization, isn't it? Because you know, someone might have a thousand euros, and, but doesn't have two million euros, so they can participate yeah. in, you know, owning an asset such as this. I guess a two million euro asset or a ten million euro asset is uh, is not just someone's home. It's it's possibly um, you know something more substantial, uh, depending where it is. Yeah. So uh, so 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 these these um, you know there are asset classes which which are just reserved to the financial elite, uh, to uh, yeah to the mm. blackstones. Uh, and to, uh, to to yeah to to like people who have really a lot of money, 
and this is something uh, which which we can definitely democratize. Um, we 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 don't we won't uh, this this won't happen from one day to another. Uh, but in the long run, uh, this is also a democratization uh, between um, poor and rich regions. For example, when we, when we take the emerging markets, for example, who who uh, then can participate in in the financial markets in in Europe, uh, this is something which is uh, which is great. It's it's a new globalization, and uh, I yeah, I'm really looking forward to the time. I can imagine. I bet you are. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Jacob. Um, you know, you're obviously operating the space, and I know you've got your head down, busy in your own startup. But I just wondered if, you know, uh, occasionally you you sort of scan around and you can see somebody doing some interesting things with uh, with real estate and blockchain. Is there anybody else out there that you could perhaps sign posters to, or you want to name check? And by the way, feel free not to. But I just thought I'd ask. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, it, when, when it comes to Europe um, and uh, transactions of real estate or something similar with which we do, I, I, don't, I don't see uh, real uh, big competitors uh, right now here, but in the US they are, they are and um, they are definitely also on the forefront get also a lot of funding, uh, for example, um, Harbour uh, is, was uh, yeah, invested by, by Peter Thiel. Um, I think there was about uh, about above uh, 20 million. Uh, so uh, they are definitely uh, aggressively uh, investing in, in blockchain technology. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, uh, yeah, that, that this is going into the right direction. And uh, I hope that by, by the first um, or the first few transactions when we do them in Europe and in the US, uh, that much more people can uh, can come in into the space and um, yeah help us grow this even further. Yeah, I think and I think as more people come in, it's it's a bit like going to um, uh, I don't know what it's like in Germany so much, but in the UK you might have a country pub which is in the middle of nowhere and you have to make a big effort to go there, <laughs> and so it has to be very very appealing yeah. for you to make the effort to go. Or if you go to a town yeah. which has got a collection of bars or something, there's more of a an experience, a vibe, a destination. You know, uh, so if you contrast those two uh, illustrations by having a few other people around, you know, you, uh, it can actually bring all of you up rather than you sort of fighting maybe for the airspace. I think it'd be good if other people came out there. I'm aware of a couple of companies. I'm, I'll maybe uh, save it for the summary to, to mention them. But there's a few people out there doing some small things, uh, you know, and, and starting to make some noises. Um, but but perhaps you know, getting ready to to draw some conclusions and, and, and a close, and maybe a sign, some signposting that you could do yourself, Jacob. But is there anything that you kind of wanted to say that I can't, I haven't asked you that you feel you know we should you, we should share with the audience? Um, actually, I, th I think we uh, we covered uh, a lot of topics. Uh, I just want to encourage everybody to. Uh, to really look into the space and really um, maybe see an opportunity and and being part of uh, yeah one of the the first uh, transactions on on, on this uh, real estate uh, thing. So uh, there's for example also the um, International Blockchain uh, Real Estate Association, uh, which which I also mentioned to you before before we uh, started recording. Um, they are also educating people uh, very much on, on what is happening uh, in this space. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I hope maybe you can check out 
uh, yeah, our website also to to stay updated. And uh, yeah, maybe we see we we talk uh, to each other again uh, in in half a year's time or a year's time and see you know, where we are then. Uh, I, I, that'd be great to do that. Would you just um, tell people what your uh, website address is so they could uh, they could find it easily because they may it may not be written down, but they may be just listening. Ah, yeah, sure. So it's uh, brickblock.io. It's a brick like uh, like like the brick and block like the blockchain. So that's actually a funny anecdote uh, at the end. Uh, so so the, the name came because uh, I'm from uh, from the real estate industry, so I'm representing uh, the brick. And uh, Martin, my co-founder, who is coming from the blockchain industry, is representing the block. So breakblock.io. Yeah, and I, it's actually interesting. I've looked at your website, and you've got some really interesting videos, by the way, uh, which explain the technology and explain what you do. It's quite a it's quite a useful way for people to understand. So uh, I'd actually, you know, if nothing else, go and have a look at the videos on your website and give them even more insights. So well done for putting that together. Because I think you know it can be a complex area. It's a little bit unknown, unfamiliar. So um, you know any education uh, and awareness that we can bring to people is going to help and to spread the word and hopefully apply this technology. Because there are a lot of benefits or potential benefits to us if we can get it out there and becomes it becomes more mainstream. Um, but uh, yeah, just, great. I just want to say thanks for a lot, you know, for coming and joining me, Jacob. I really appreciate it. I know that you know you've given up some time here to prepare for this call. And um, and I know you're a, you're a founder of a startup, so that's no mean feat. So I just wish you every success. And uh, I might take you up on the offer and see how you're getting on in six months. And hopefully, uh, it, you're going really well. Thanks for having me again. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon, Dan. Absolutely. Thanks, Jacob. You take care. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Well, normally I would do a little more in the way of summary and wrap up, but because of my cold and the strain on my throat, uh, perhaps not even on your ears, perhaps I'll uh, return to this next week instead. So I'll have, I do have more to share with you around blockchain technology, that is for sure. So make sure you come back next time. But I'll leave it there for now. The show notes can be found over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, receive an intro to any one of my guests, or just talk about property investing more generally, you know you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be more than happy to hear from you. But once again, all I want to say is thank you very much for listening again this time, and until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.